to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you are listening live on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, you can always sign in with your free account and join us in the chat room there. Leave your uh, questions, comments over there, and we'll get to them as soon as I see them. Uh, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can always leave your comments there as well. Uh, we can also leave with those comments as they come as well. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, uh, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, I did not go ahead and do headlines this week. We will get back into the stream. I'm still kind of getting used to dealing with the, you know, dealing with the after effects of having evacuated, you know, had to drive eight hours. Me and my wife both drove eight hours each way because we brought two cars with us this time. So we, that was exhausting having to just be, you know, evacuated for those weeks was in and of itself exhausting. So it was just a whole bunch of exhausting stuff that had to be dealt with. And I, you know, I'm still kind of just getting over the whole thing. And uh, so, so I guess please forgive me if, you know, for not producing as many bits as I normally would do when it comes to uh, producing the show. Um, so, and of course, if you want to support the show, maybe, you know, give me some nudges a bit and say, hey, we'd love to see more content, more stuff from you, more videos on YouTube. Uh, I have a couple, again, that are in the planning stages, but I'm still yet to put them out there. Uh, please remember to go ahead and check out uh, patreon.com slash liberaldan or patreon.liberaldan.com. Each way will get you there and it will help support the show. And the best thing to do, if, if, if you can't afford a, a monthly contribution to the show to help, to help promote it and to help let it spread, one of the best things you could do is just subscribe to the channel and follow me everywhere on social media. Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube, on TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, and Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan. Uh, there, there, is actually a, there is also a Liberal Dan Radio Facebook page. I just don't really do anything with it. I haven't yet, quite yet figured out if I wanted to differentiate between one or the other, but uh, maybe we'll at some point make the Liberal Dan Radio page the Facebook page of the page and then have the page be the page that I interact with. I said, just said page a lot. I know. So, but anyway, so lots of stuff to talk about today. Um, the Facebook outage that took place was just absolutely crazy. Um, that, that was that was very uh, very weird for it to happen because all of a sudden I was I was actually working. I didn't really pay much attention until somebody else, until my wife was like, "Hey, Facebook seems to be down," and she text messaged that to me, and I was like, "Okay," and then work seemed to say, oh, look, Facebook is down, and magically productivity increased 270-something percent. Um, but it's just, you know, I had a 60 Minutes interview on Sunday where uh, the whistleblower came out and said, hey, you know, this is, this is what's going on with Facebook. This is how bad Facebook acts. And then all of a sudden, the next day, Facebook goes, craps to bed, Instagram and everything else that Facebook runs through Facebook's own servers, uh, it kind of 
lets you know that maybe it's not a great idea to have all your eggs in one basket. That should have been a lesson that everybody learned uh, from a long time ago. But, you know, having all your eggs in one basket, you know, maybe, maybe that's not a good, maybe there should be some either redundancies there or maybe, you know, put different things on different servers in a way that so if, if one thing goes down, everything else stays up. Maybe that might be a good idea. You would think that Facebook would understand that, but I don't know if that's why I make what I make, and maybe that's why they make what they make. Who knows? Um, but again, Facebook, you know, algorithms are also not the smartest things in the world because you know I, I can post a link to a. It was a discussion. I believe it was a discussion about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case, and I believe, and it might have been something else. But I'm thinking, uh, let's just use Kyle Rittenhouse as an example. I find, I, I take a I link over to the Wisconsin laws on the official website of the Wisconsin legislature where you can find all the laws for the state of Wisconsin. And I took a screenshot of the law that I was citing, specifically pointing out, hey, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it might not have been Rittenhouse. It might have been something else. It might have been, I think it was a, a a particular problem with how a law on sexual assault was written. Now that I'm remembering it, I think it was a law on how sexual assault uh, would be dealt with in a particular circumstance. And it was a poorly written law, but I went ahead and I screen took a screenshot of the law and I said, here's where the law is incorrectly written and it should be improved on. But maybe I guess the state or the particular, maybe it was Michigan. I don't know, but the state, or the Supreme Court ruled on it based on how the law was written. And while the ruling was terrible in that it didn't give justice, uh, the ruling was based on how the law was written and the law was written terribly. I think that's, that's what it was. So I took a screenshot of the law of, of the particular wording in question and maybe highlighted it for emphasis and then gave a link to the law so people could read the entirety of the law themselves, see that I'm not making it up. And I post it and Facebook flags me for spam. And I'm like, what? Spam? I'm I'm not spamming anything. Uh, this isn't the this is the first time I think I had at the time I had posted that that page that screenshot and that link, and it's, and it's not like I'm promoting anything. What am I spamming for the Michigan House, the Michigan Legislature? That doesn't make any sense at all. So. You know, there there are times where you know I've I've been flagged for spam from several other things where you know maybe I could buy that if I'm linking to my own videos like I have a series of YouTube videos on the GOP coup, and and so when people are talking about the so-called voter ID laws, I'll provide a link to the laws to to, to the to my videos that discuss these laws and say hey I've done all this research already, here's a link to it. When people are discussing Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, I made a video on here and in response to somebody else's video on Kyle Rittenhouse, and I said and I explained it clearly. I said, "Look, you know, this is why Kyle Rittenhouse should not be able to declare that he has he was using self-defense because under Wisconsin law there are certain." Check boxes that you need to check in order to justify a use of force to defend yourself with deadly force and to defend property with any force. 
And I clearly go over all of those instances where the Calvert and House, you, you, you can't, for example, um, you can't be in the com- committing a crime and then claim self-defense. So he was carrying a gun illegally in the state of Wisconsin. So that in and of itself prohibited him from declaring self-defense. Uh, if he was shown as the aggressor, he, he, he would have to then leave the area and show that he's left the area to establish himself. Like kind of like in football, when, a, when somebody goes out of bounds and they have to reestablish themselves as a valid receiver, you have to, if you were an aggressor, then you have to basically run away for a second and say, look, I'm no longer here. I'm giving up. I'm not doing anything to you. I, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm, you know, and, and it has to be significant. Like you have to convince the people. If anything, you know, there are people who saw him shoot the guy in the head. If anybody, it's possible that those people were considering that they were committing acts of, of self-defense or defense of other people. One of the things that Rittenhouse clearly stated in an interview was that he was there to defend a business. Wisconsin law is very clear. It's very clear that you, if you are going to use force to defend a business, that you have to either be the owner, somebody who's responsible for the owner, somebody uh, who is employed by the owner in a manager-type capacity. Uh, then there's one other thing. I, forget, I think it was one other thing. But none of them he fit. There's no boxes there that he checked. So he is not al- allowed under Wisconsin state law to defend that property with any amount of force, let alone deadly force. So he's there. And the only people that, and even if you're the owner of the establishment or responsible for the owner of the establishment or whatever, like if you were, if you were in a library, if you were a library, there's a library and somebody was trying to, you, you know, attack the library, the librarian could defend with force if needed, but the librarian couldn't defend with deadly force, the library, unless there was a, unless the other things were triggered to, make a threat to somebody else's life. Once you, once you have a threat to somebody else's life, then you can go ahead and use deadly force as you would normally do. But like a security guard could use force, but not deadly force, unless there was a threat to somebody else's life, justifying then the use of deadly force. But you can't simply just use deadly force to defend property. So him using a gun to defend property isn't acceptable, isn't allowable under Wisconsin law. There should be no question in that. And maybe Rittenhouse's attorneys understand this. Maybe they understand this fact uh, because it seems that they've now changed their minds. According to Embassy News, hunting laws allowed Kyle Rittenhouse to carry a weapon during fatal shootings in Wisconsin, lawyers say. Um, Prosecutor Thomas Binger dismissed the defense argument and said Rittenhouse attorney should tell a jury he was hunting on the streets in Kenosha. Now, if that doesn't show that they're admitting intent, for, well, who was he hunting? He was hunting people. There you go. No, that's actually the prosecutor saying that. That's right. So the prosecutor said that. So, so the defense is basically saying he was hunting yeah, he was hunting. He was looking for a reason to shoot people, supposedly, allegedly, according to the lawsuit, that he was there under no good. 
Attorneys for Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with fatally shooting two people during a protest in Wisconsin, argued hunting laws allowed the teenager to carry the assault weapon during the shootings. Wisconsin law prohibits anybody under 18 from being armed. However, Rittenhouse attorneys argued state laws only forbid minors from carrying short-barreled rifles and shotguns. The other prohibitions pertaining to children fall under hunting laws, which say children under 12 can't hunt with guns, Rittenhouse lawyer said during an interview. So basically, this is children under 12 can't hunt with guns. So if you're 12 years old to 17 years old, you can hunt with guns. So the only way that Rittenhouse can use that defense is if he was hunting, which shows intent. Come on, people. This is not that hard. Rittenhouse of Antioch, Illinois, which is not where he he, he doesn't live in Wisconsin, uh, was 17 on August 25th, 2020, when he fatally shot two men and wounded another while carrying an AR-15 style, style semi-automatic rifle at a protest prompted by the police shooting of a black man. Uh, prosecutors have said uh, there appears to be an exception for 17-year-olds, says defense attorney Corey uh, Chirafsi, as the Chicago Tribune reported. Assistant DA Thomas Binger responded that if the defense wants to tell a jury that Rittenhouse is only hunting, they should do so. They can submit evidence that the defendant had a certificate to hunt and he was engaged in legal hunting on the streets of Kenosha that night. Uh, Binger denied comment, declined comment Wednesday. Uh, Sharafsi could not be immediately reached. Rittenhouse is charged with homicide, attempted homicide, and being a minor in possession of a firearm. Justice Ruth Bruce Schrodinger denied a defense motion to drop the weapons possession charge against Rittenhouse. Schroeder said that the state statutes were unclear and he wanted to review the laws and revisit the matter later. Uh, on the night of deadly shootings, Kenosha was in the throes of several nights of Whatever shooting left Blake, Jacob Blake paralyzed below his waist. Uh, Rittenhouse trial is scheduled to begin November 1. So there you go. Rittenhouse's team is basically saying, uh, hunting, we will, he will go, or he was trying to hunt. He was the hunter on that night, and therefore... And if, if, if that's the argument that they're going to use, they're they're screwed. I think Rittenhouse is going to go up a creek and, and, and be sent up the river, sent down river, sent uh, buried under the prison. Whatever you want to say, that's Rittenhouse. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. We'll come back, take your calls as well. Uh, area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That's nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk on the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. 
There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Deminox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. That's letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. We're also we are live on blogtalkradio.com, so you can join us in the chat there with your free blogtalkradio.com account, or you can leave questions on the YouTube channel. We are live streaming on YouTube as well, uh, youtube.com slash Radio. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. As follow me on all the different places where I am on social media. You can find all those links at liberaldan.com. So we were talking before the break about Kyle Rittenhouse and self-defense, and we're going to just kind of briefly, I pulled up the Wisconsin rules about self-defense and defense of others. Uh, a person is privileged to threaten or intentionally use force against another for the purpose of preventing or terminating what the person reasonably believes to be unlawful interference with his or her person by such other person. Um, the actor may intentionally use only such force uh, or threat thereof as the actor reasonably believes is necessary to prevent or terminate the interference. Actor may not intentionally use force, which is intended to likely cause death or great bodily harm, unless the actor reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself or to others, as I said later. Um, if an actor intentionally used force that was intended and likely to cause death or great bodily harm, the court may not consider whether the actor had an opportunity to flee or retreat before he or she used force and shall presume that the actor reasonably believed that the force was necessary to prevent imminent death, great bodily harm to him or herself uh, if the actor makes such a claim under subsection one and either of the following applies. The person against whom the force was used was in the process of unlawfully and forcibly entering the actor's dwelling, motor vehicle, or place of business. Again, the person's place of business, not somebody else's. 
and the actor was present in the dwelling where the vehicle and a place of business. So basically, if you were in your house, in your car, or somewhere where you worked, and somebody, and you, and you believe that you're in great bodily harm or you might die, the, the jury is required to believe you as long as you were in where you're supposed to be, basically a castle doctrine type law. Or the person against whom the force is used was in the actor's dwelling, motor vehicle, or place of business after unlawfully or forcibly entering it. The actor was present in the dwelling, motor vehicle, place of business, and the actor knew or reasonably believed that the person had unlawfully, forcibly entered the dwelling. So again, castle doctrine type thing. So you can't just be on the street and claim uh, self-defense and automatically have to uh, have the opportunity to retreat. So you don't have to flee from your house. You don't have to flee from your car. You don't have to flee from the place where you work. But other things may be true where you might have to. Um, the presumption described does not apply if any of the following applies. The actor was engaged in criminal activity or the actor, when you say the actor, we're saying the person who used deadly force. The actor was engaged in criminal activity or was using his or her dwelling or place of business to further a criminal activity at the time. So he wasn't in a house, he wasn't in a business, he wasn't in a car, but he was engaged in criminal activity because he was unlawfully holding a gun. So if any of the following applies, so he already checked once, that means he can't claim self-defense. Uh, two, the person against forces used was a public safety worker. That doesn't apply. Um, provocation affects the privilege of self-defense as follows. A person who engages in lawful conduct of the type that pro- will provoke others to attack him or her, thereby does provoke an attack and is not entitled to claim self-defense. So he provoked people by provoking the people, which one could say that he was you know, being a provocateur by being out there with his gun in where he's not supposed to be illegally carrying his gun. Um, the person engaging in the unlawful conduct is privileged to act in self-defense, but the person is not privileged to resort to use of force intended to likely cause death of the person to fail unless the person is believed to be exhausted. Every other reasonable means to escape or avoid death. So you have to, uh, the privilege is, Privileges lost by provocation may be regained if an actor in good faith withdraws from the fight and gives adequate notice thereof to his his or her assailant. So basically, person has to has to withdraw. At this point, you have if you provoke the fight, you have to withdraw. You have to run away. You have to basically say, "I give up. I surrender." Where did Written Rittenhouse may have been at some point running a little bit away, but that wasn't him resigning in good faith because he still had his gun. And he already shot somebody in one of the videos. Or the person who provokes an attack, whether unlawful or unlawful conduct, with intent to use such an attack, um, is not entitled to claim self-defense. Privilege of self-defense extends uh, also to a third person, so you can defend people. You can defend people, other people, the same way you could defend yourself. Um, And it's under the same things person privileged to use force against another person if they reasonably believe the use of force is necessary uh, to prevent such a person from committing suicide. That doesn't, that doesn't apply here. Uh, lots of notes in the laws. A defensive property and protection against retail theft. So not just theft, but also property. A person is privileged to threaten intentionally or use force against the other person by preventing or terminating that person from reasonably believing uh, to be an unlawful interference with the person's property. Only such degree of force or threat thereof may be used that the actor reasonably believes that it is necessary to prevent or terminate interference. It is not reasonable to intentionally use force intended or likely to cause a death or great bodily harm for the sole purpose of defending one's property. So if he's there to defend the property, which he, he is on video, 
stating that he was there defending property. He literally is on video saying that. And guess what? He's not allowed to use deadly force. Him having that gun there to threaten deadly force, he's not allowed to threat, threaten deadly force. A person is privileged to defend a third person's property from real or apparent unlawful interference by another. Let's see. And that was his own property. That's that own person's property in the first one. So if, 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 even if it, it was his own property, he couldn't use deadly force unless it escalated to the point where the person might be intentionally using force to kill you. But that just simply defending property is not enough to use force in the state of Wisconsin. A person is privileged to defend a third person's property um, under the same conditions um, that, that somebody can defend his own property provided that the person reasonably believes the facts are that would give the third person privilege uh, or that his or her intervention is necessary to, pr- to, to protect the property. Um, and the per- person, the third person whose property the person is protecting is a member of her immediate, his or her immediate family or household or a person whose property as a person has a legal duty to protect. So either he's their parent or he's their child or whatever, or a merchant and the actor of the merchant's employer agent or an official adult employer agent of a library is privileged uh, to defend the property of a library, as I said before. Uh, in this section, unlawful means either tortious or expressly favored by law. So there we go. So that, that's the Wisconsin self-defense laws. Rittenhouse had many opportunities in this. He had many opportunities to be able to check a box to say, yes, this is self-defense. He checks none of them. He checks none of them. If justice happens in this case, he will be found guilty. He will not be allowed. He will not be found to be able to claim self-defense because he never checked any box. Now, there's a video that I posted on my YouTube channel. And there is a guy who is just obsessed with the idea that I'm somehow misrepresenting the law. But he doesn't even, like, and then he just erects straw man arguments. I would urge you to go check out this video that I have on my page. Uh, it is actually titled something like a response to donut operator because the, the YouTube person, YouTube uh, creator, donut operator created a video going over parts of what happened. And then I do a kind of reaction video to donut operators video in part because there are parts where donut operator did present things fairly in the most part. There were other parts where I thought he went a little unfair and he, and, he, and he didn't, and he wasn't being forth, you know. But he was the, of, of all of the people that I saw making videos about Rittenhouse, he seemed to be the one that was coming at it from the best faith of those that are out there. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm just assuming good faith on his part, and maybe he just, maybe we disagree on some, um, some, some bits of it. Maybe I don't think that he, maybe I think he could have done better, but I think he was one of the people who was coming at it in good faith, whereas other people were not using good faith to be able to to describe this situation. I think the individual um, donut operator. I think I've seen videos of his also where he uh, discusses issues and he will be critical of uh, law enforcement if they act incorrectly, if they act badly. Another one of the reasons why I wanted to. Um, respond to this individual's videos instead of other people who um, are just flat out apologists for any cop behavior, regardless of whether or not the cop behavior was justified or not. Anyway, let's go ahead. 
you know, wanted to talk, maybe interact with some listeners more about Rittenhouse, but maybe people are busy today. I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to uh, go ahead and play the hypocrite of the week this week. Uh, no surprise who, is, who it is. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell three times had no problem helping former President Trump spend without worrying about a debt ceiling. But now President Biden needs it done for former President Trump spending. He's dragging his feet. Maybe we should just name this bit the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell Award in Hypocrisy. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. There you go. Said Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and I love just saying the words. I would have said it two more times if I would have had the time to say it, but I'll say it again. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is once again hypocrite of the week this week, to no one's surprise. And there are so many other reasons. Like, the ridiculousness that is the Senate is just uh, – like, you have if, – if the Democrats went ahead and pushed through whatever it is they wanted to push through, and we got Cinema and Mansion to do what it is that we need them to do to be able to push through voting reform, to be able to push through the Build Back Better plan, to be able to push through the infrastructure plan. If we were able to get all that done, the Republicans would cry foul, knowing full well that if the Republicans had a Republican president, a Republican House, a Republican Senate, they would push through whatever it is they hell they wanted to push through. They know that they would do that. I'm frankly surprised that the Republicans did not expand the court during Trump's first two years. I am absolutely surprised that they did not attempt to expand the the court. I'm shocked. Shocked and shocked. Shocked, I say. Now, of course, they pushed through three Trump nominees because they could. And, I mean, the Democrats also... Again, I've been critical of both parties when it comes to the circumventing the rules of the filibuster. The Democrats should have never done it, shouldn't have done it first, at least. Um, again, the argument against it is like, if you know that the, that the Republicans are going to do it when they get in power, then do it first. Of course, the argument that was made to me, I said when the, first, when the Democrats first used the nuclear option, I said... Well, what happens when the Republicans retake control of the Senate? And you know what some liberal Democrats said to me? That'll never happen. Let me tell you, if I had money for every single time I made a prediction that somebody who knew it better than me, if if every time that happened and they told me that, that it would never happen, be it a liberal or conservative or what have you, I'd be a very rich man. Because I so often now again I've talked about this on the show before, and I'll say it again. Back when I ran for Congress in 2004, I said that my number one priority was coastal restoration, hurricane protection. That was what I was running on. And there was an individual on the North Shore of Louisiana, up in Covington, Louisiana. I think it was Covington. Uh, he goes, "We're not worried about that. We live on the North Shore." I was like, "You worry about it'll." You'll be worried about that when gas hits $4 a gallon after a big storm hits. And he's like, that'll never happen. One year later, Katrina comes, gas went over $4 a gallon. I would have loved to have maintained his phone number. I would have loved to have been able to say, look, dude, I was right. 
you were wrong. What's up? You give me any credit for that? I probably wouldn't have, but you know, I would have loved to have been able to keep his phone number just in case to say, call this number when gas hits $4 a gallon. I should have told him, look, when gas hits $4 a gallon, you call my number and you give me an apology. Um, I was worried that I said, what the Democrats have used the nuclear option first after back and forth threats to that they would use it. The threat of the nuclear option usually got them working together to make some sort of compromise, but compromise has gone out the window. There's no compromise on the Republican Party, none. But as soon as the Democrats pulled that trigger, I was like, we're going to regret it because the Republicans are going to take control of the Senate and we're going to get a Republican president. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to do it. They're going to do it worse. That's not going to happen. Guess what? It happened. I said in 2016, the main number one reason that we need to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't get elected is because he could name three Supreme Court justices. Oh, that'll never happen, Dan. Donald Trump will never get to claim three Supreme Court justices. Yeah, he'll name one if he, if he, if he wins, but he won't win. But even if he does win, he's only going to name one, the one that they stole from Obama. Well, and that's just Alito, so it doesn't change the outset of the court. Well, guess what happened? They somehow convinced Kennedy to leave, probably blackmailing. Who knows? We don't have pure hard evidence of it, but there's a little bit that suggests that there could have been some blackmailing done. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. And they push through Amy Coney Barrett, hypocritically too, if I might add. Because we all knew that Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and everyone else who was like, look, you can hold us to the standards that we set for ourselves. And then they conveniently ignored those standards that they set for themselves. Why? Because they're hypocrites. <sighs> so, hypocrisy for this point. Uh, then we have a shooting in the state of Texas. And of course it was in the state of Texas. Why? Because Texas loves their guns. Texas is a gun-loving state, and well, you know what? You can open carry now. I think in Texas, you know, it's no problem if kids get shot. Kids getting shot is not an issue in Texas to Texans, but kids, but fetuses and embryos getting aborted or pregnancies being aborted—that that's a big deal. Blah, 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 blah. Two officers uh, uh, immediately responded. This year, there have been 101 incidents involving gunfire on U.S. school grounds, resulting in 21 deaths, 56 injuries, uh, according to Every Town for Gun Safety, a gun violence prevention organization. Uh, the group recorded at least 96 such incidents in 2020. Um, what else? Uh, authorities, it was an 18 year old male connection with a Texas high school shooting left four people injured after a fight broke out in a classroom suspect who fled after the shooting was taken into custody, uh, at least two, four injured people, uh, one of whom didn't require hospitalization, suffered gunshot wounds, one of the victims in critical condition. What we believe happened is that there was a fight between student and another individual and a gun was used. There are four victims. Uh, the incident first was fine. Now, what, what happened here, though, here's the thing. Here's one thing that I've heard about this story, and I can't necessarily confirm what's going on, um, but the Texas shooter was supposedly bullied. 
So there was there was a claim that, that there's a video out there. Um, let's see, the family of Arlington student. Let's see. And this is from today. The family of Arlington school shooting suspect says he was robbed and bullied. Um, motivations of the alleged attacker in Wednesday's Arlington school shooting remains unknown, but he apparently acted after a fight. And family members said that he had been bullied. Uh, police arrested Timothy George Simpkins, 18, in the morning shooting at Timberview High School in the Mansfield Independent School District. A woman who identified herself as Simpkins' mother said he was bullied, but she declined to comment Wednesday afternoon outside Simpkins' grandmother's home. Uh, Clint, is that supposed to be Clint Wheat? Or it's, it looks like it's Sint Wheat. His cousin wrote a Facebook quote, at the end of the day, my little cousin was bullied. I don't know how to feel about this. He's not no bad kid. Later in the evening, uh, Carol Harrison Lafayette, who says she's a family member speaking for the family, uh, said the house that Simpkins was robbed before the attack happened. He was robbed. It was recorded. It happened not just once. It happened twice. He was scared. He was afraid. There's no justification of anybody being hurt. Uh, we have to look at the fact that bullying is real and take us all, and I do apologize, we ask for forgiveness of any type of hurt, um, which is one thing I said a long time ago after Columbine. After the Columbine shooting, the people at Columbine were bullied. And they decided to go in and, and commit an attack and go after the people that were bullying them. And I'm not going to say that bullying in and of itself is enough to justify the use of deadly force. But, again, we went over the Wisconsin laws and what deadly force is allowed. But if you bully somebody enough to the point where they're going to snap, they're going to snap. And don't be surprised that you get shot. And maybe that's you know, maybe, maybe that's not politically correct, as some might say. Maybe that's, that's you know, I, again, I'm not saying that anybody should be murdered or killed over harassment or bullying. Now, schools need to do a better job of dealing with students who bully in and of itself. But let's see. What we know about the shooting so far, he's an 18-year-old student. A uh, fight reportedly broke out in a second-story classroom in the school, followed by the shooting. The suspect fled the scene after the shooting. Uh, police began to look for the car that he drives. The vehicle was found in an apartment complex in Grand Prairie. He turned himself to authorities about 115 with an attorney. Uh, was speaking to detectives. Police said they would seek three charges of aggravated assault against Sipkins. He was booked into jail in Arlington before two, and his bail was set at 75000 A social media video circulating appears to show someone who looks like Sipkins in a fight at the school. Police can't say they can't identify that it's from the school yet. Police don't know how the shooter got the gun in the school. Uh, they've recovered a 45 caliber handgun on Parkway Parkway. About 2.30, a SWAT team executed a search warrant at the home. The Edfield neighborhood is relatively new development with limestone and brick facades. Well, I don't know why that's important. Uh, Simpkins' social media accounts have been active early, but the accounts are no longer available. Lafayette said Simpkins is an outgoing, well-liked, loving person. He was looking forward to graduating and doing something with his life. Um, so uh, this is probably going to be a story that we look in more, simply because of the fact that, you know, you're, you're going to have people who will be defending Rittenhouse for shooting people, but saying that this guy, and we haven't talked about the race of this guy yet, but who are going to say that this guy shouldn't have used a gun, and he's black. If this guy was white going up against bullies, he'd be so quick to, to condemn, or would they be like, well, he was just defending himself? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. 
I think I think there's going to be a lot of information that has to be looked at when it comes to that case that's going to tell us more about the situation. So we're going to be watching this case uh, for a while, um, trying to see what goes on with it and what if that video is true, if that video is him, how much bullying did he go? What did he defend himself with? What how much how much was he attacked before he pulled out a gun? Now, again. Having a gun on school grounds is typically not something that's legal, so shouldn't have had the gun there. But is it, was he bullied repeatedly to the point where he felt that that's the only way that he was going to be able to defend himself and stop the harm from happening to him because the school wouldn't do anything to stop the bullying? I don't know. That's something that we'll have to determine in the future, and we'll see. Let's go ahead and take the final commercial break. Come back. Take your calls as well, 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the team. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Capital, talking investing and finance in the Just Capital Minute. Finn refined the brokerage Robinhood, a record $70 million for, among other things, lapses in customer service. This brings up an important issue. Which brokerage should you use and how do you choose one? There are several things to think about when you're choosing or switching to a brokerage. The first one is fractional share trading. Some brokerages that offer fractional or partial shares are Schwab, Robinhood, Fidelity, and Interactive Brokers. The second thing to consider is what the brokerage's interest rate is for trading on margin, i.e. borrowing from your broker. The higher your account balance, the lower interest rate you will typically pay to trade with margin. The average rate is about 5%. The third thing to consider is research. How much market information, including news, technical, and fundamental data, do you want? Do you want interactivity in your charts? Do you want a social experience? Then Webull may be the one for you. This has been the Just Capital Minute. Build wealth and fight the wealth gap.
And welcome back to Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left after right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Again, you can join us in the uh, chat room. Let's see, Robert Douglas. Hello, Dan. I was no one thumb up of your likes. Kyle rocks. It's funny if we have any police shootings like last year. If I'm not mistaken, this time a lot of blue state cities. I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm sorry. You gotta you gotta correct that typing there a little bit, my friend. Uh, I'm not quite exactly sure what the point. That last point is. A lot of the blue state cities were fired uh, on fire. Do uh, we're on fire because of the riots? Well, look. Let's pull that up again because we've talked about this on the show as well. Minneapolis police. Uh, station burned by Boogaloo Boy. A Boogaloo Boy, a conservative, not a liberal, not a leftist, not Black Lives Matter, not Antifa, but a Boogaloo Boy was charged in the fire of the Minneapolis police precinct during the George Floyd protest. Ivan or Ivan, I don't know how we pronounce it, Harrison Hunter, a Texas right-wing extremist, bragged about helping to set fire and then was seen shooting 13 rounds at the building. So what happened? These conservatives took it upon themselves to go into these areas where the liberal folks were protesting, where the Antifa, where the BLM folks were, were protesting police injustices. And guess what? Conservatives took upon us and said, we're going to make them look bad. We're going, to try, we're going to burn things down for them in the name of them and make it look like they're the ones causing the problems, when in reality it's us causing the problems. Unfortunately, we get away with it. Or maybe it was, maybe those pesky kids from uh, Mystery Inc. helped him get caught. I don't know. Um, I uh, Again, you say Kyle Rocks. I'm assuming you mean Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse may be breaking rocks uh, at some point once found guilty. Um, I don't see where his defense team is going to be able to draw the line from the use of force to make it justified to be able to defend himself or others. Because he's not allowed to use deadly force to defend property. And he's on camera stating that he was there to defend property. So, okay, one out of 100, oh boy. Well, I mean, how many more were there, Robert? How many more people were there as conservatives burning buildings, causing fires, causing rockets? And then, yeah, maybe you had some other people who weren't part of conservative movements, but who were just using, maybe you had just regular criminals who were like, oh, the police and everybody's going to be too busy dealing with these people who are protesting racial injustices. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to go pillage stores and get stuff for myself. Doesn't mean that it was Black Lives Matters or Antifa doing those actions. But I will say this. Maybe there were some people who were members of BLM and Antifa who were committing those acts of violence who were burning. Maybe they burned down a couple ones. Um, Conservatives love to quote Martin Luther King, except for when it's inconvenient. Martin Luther King said that the riot is the voice of the unheard. And as I was saying with the individual who was who shot in the Texas high school, 
you know, how much bullying did he put up with before he decided that no one else was going to protect him and he needed to use deadly force? This isn't defending his actions. Again, deadly force most likely should not have been used. Maybe there, there's a case to be made, but I don't think I don't have enough evidence right now to state that this is a case where deadly force was justified. So he, this kid is probably going to go to jail. And he's 18 years old, but he's a kid. He's a student. But how many times does somebody have to get bullied in order, in order for them to be able to act in self-defense? I was bullied as a kid. I didn't shoot anybody, but I eventually punched the person who was bullying me, and I got in trouble for it. But I stood up, I stood up for myself, and I stopped the bullying. Because just hoping that the teachers were going to protect me was clearly not a solution that was going to help me get be safe where I was. So when it comes to protesting the behavior of law enforcement towards black people in this country, how many times did they have to deal with a murder? How many times did they have to deal with somebody getting, you know, roughed up, you know, deal with the injustice that takes place by many in law enforcement before they go and they do something more drastic because the other messages and other complaints are not being heard. So again, as Martin Luther King said, a riot is the voice of the unheard because the unheard are not being heard because they're the unheard. I don't know what you, are you, are you questioning whether or not the Texas shooter was being bullied? Oh, now you're back to Rittenhouse. I mean, you're very confusing. Yeah, skateboard to the head. Uh, no. Um, the, some might even say with Rittenhouse and the skateboard to the head that the person was trying to stop Rittenhouse from killing anybody else because he'd already killed somebody in the head. He shot someone in the head. And then they chased him down because they saw all they saw was Rittenhouse shooting somebody ahead, which is why you shouldn't have bands of non-law enforcement roving the streets, armed with guns, pretending to be law enforcement, because you're then going to have confusion as to who's the good guy with the gun, as y'all like to say. The good guy with the gun will stop the bad guy with the gun. Well, if, if, I, if I'm there in Wisconsin, and I see this kid shoot somebody in the head, what am I, am I going to think he's a, assume he was the good guy with a gun? What would it give me? If I'm some dude with a skateboard, now if I'm some dude with a skateboard and a skateboard, and I see, a, and I see somebody with an AR-15 or some other type of um, rifle that, you know, could murder me, I'm probably not going to make the decision to go attack them with my skateboard. That being said, if I'm the person on a skateboard and I, I just saw you shoot somebody in the head, I'm not going to assume, oh, this guy must be the good guy. There's no uniform. There's, there's nothing that identifies this kid as a good guy with a gun. As some, there's nothing that tells me that this person was, was doing a legal shooting in self-defense, which he wasn't. I know the shooting was after the escape. No, no, no. The shooting, I think you're wrong there. The shooting in the head, the first guy that was shot, 
I believe was bef- was before the skateboard to the head. We can look up. We can look this up. Let's see. Kyle Rittenhouse timeline. I'm fairly certain I'm right on this. If I'm wrong, I'll correct myself. Let's let this page load up. 10.04 p.m. before the shootings begin. Before Rittenhouse began shooting, he was seen in a video amid a group of armed men who said they were protecting a car shop uh, at the corner of 59th and Sheridan. Again, this is Rittenhouse's first crime because Rittenhouse does not have the authority to use force to defend anything that he's not related to. If it's not his relatives doing it, if it's not his, if it's not somebody who is responsible for him or somebody who he's responsible for, or he's not an employee of that car shop, he is not legally entitled to use any amount of force to defend somebody's private property, period. I read that earlier on in the show. You can rewind back or listen to it later if you want to, but he did not have the legal authority to use force to protect that car shop or any other business that he has no relation to. 45 minutes later, uh, another video shows the same person asking law enforcement for water as they ride by a tank. Um, Lizzie Brittenhouse, blah, blah, blah. 11 to 41, protesters gather. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 11.48, first shooting. Um, Rittenhouse is running across a lot, a lot of the auto shop. person with a red shirt around his neck appears to be chasing him after 30 seconds. Protesters can be heard screaming about a shooting. Rittenhouse is seen appearing to make a phone call before running away. Uh, saying, I shot somebody. Uh, 11.49, second shooting. Just a minute later, second shooting is caught on video. Rittenhouse is seen running in the middle of the street as a member of a number of people attack him. He falls to the ground and is seen firing a number of shots which strike at least two people. That was when, the, 11, the, 7, the 11.49 shooting, that was when the skateboard incident happened. And then 11.51. I know what... <laughs> Okay, Robert Douglas says, you know damn well he didn't plan to use his rifle tonight. Then why did he have it with him? Why bring a rifle if you're not going to use it? And what about the whole argument that the defense is now using, that he should be allowed to hold that gun in his hand because of Wisconsin hunting laws? He had some hunting permit to go hunting in the streets of, of Wisconsin that day? No. It's ridiculous. The defense is basically admitting that he was out hunting people. Kyle got the rounds. to protect. How do you protect with a gun without shooting? Again, if you're holding a gun, if you're using a gun, you should be fully well known that you're going to be using that gun at some point if you, if you feel that you're, you know, but if you, if you feel that your life is in danger, you're going to shoot with that gun. So you, you, if you're holding a gun, you know that you have it within you to shoot with that gun. And here's the thing, Wisconsin state law, and this is very important. You can't argue this from any other law except for Wisconsin state law. Wisconsin state law clearly and specifically states when one can use deadly force. And when one can use force. And I'll repeat this again, because for some reason, y'all can't seem to get it. If you're using, you cannot use deadly force to protect property. And you cannot use any force to protect property that you have no relationship with. 
you don't have the authority under Wisconsin law to use any amount of force whatsoever to defend that. So that in and of itself, he was violating the law by that. And he was violating the law by holding that rifle to begin with. And you can't claim self-defense in Wisconsin if you were in the process of violating a law. Simple as that. It is as simple as that. I mean, there was no law enforcement. There was law law enforcement gave them water. Law enforcement was there on the ground. There's video of him getting water. The only reason I don't bring up the fact that he was also out past curfew, which he was, which is also in violation of the law, is that I would think that any lawyer worth his salt would be able to argue that since the police not only were there, they thanked them for being there, and they gave them water and snacks. I think there were snacks. There may very well not have been snacks. But there was at least water. But the fact that the police gave them water and thanked them for being there kind of throws out the whole curfew thing. And I don't even think he's being charged with violation of curfew either. Because I'm sure the prosecution knows that any attorney, defense attorney worth his salt would be able to make the argument while the police didn't seem to have a problem with him being there. So the curfew thing is just goes out the window. So, but there's three aggravated assaults, at least with at least two, I think two murders and um, the one possession of a weapon that he's not allowed to have. Why wasn't he stopped by the police again? I don't know why. Maybe the police figured that they were not going to be bothering to enforce the curfew because there were too many people there to enforce the curfew law with of the people that were protesting the police brutality and the people who were there protecting private property or what have you. But again, none of those people there, unless they had a, unless they had a personal relationship with or a employment relationship with those business owners, none of those people there had any right to defend private property under state of Wisconsin laws, period. You can't say that they, were, that they could because they can't. It's not allowed. It is a, they are not empowered by Wisconsin state law to use any amount of force to defend anybody else's property except for their own. They can't you, – you, under Wisconsin law, I could be sitting here and I could be, and I could be watching somebody break into a building. I'm not empowered to stop that theft, to stop the breaking and entering. I'm not empowered to stop it. It's not my right under Wisconsin state law to stop that criminal from doing an act. It is, I can call the cops. I can tell them to do it. But it's not my right. The only way that I would be able to jump in is if I saw them attacking somebody and, and, and causing them an individual bodily harm. But it's not like Texas. If you had that case where Joe Horn, not the former saint, but Joe Horn, uh, the shooter, shot somebody in the back who was leaving his neighbor's house with a TV or something. And Texas was like, okay, that's loud. We'll let you do that because, you know, it doesn't matter that he wasn't a threat to anybody's life. He was stealing a TV. doesn't matter it wasn't your TV. You can still shoot him all you want. But this isn't Texas. This is Wisconsin. Wisconsin specifically states when you can defend property. None of those people, none of those people, regardless of whether or not they could legally carry those weapons or not, which Rittenhouse could not, were allowed to do so. 
An underage citizen walking around with a protected weapon. It's not a protected weapon. It's a, it's a prohibited weapon. But they didn't card him. Maybe they assumed that he was 18 because I'm sure they didn't card him. They say, oh, excuse me, are you legally allowed to, to be holding that gun? Maybe they just assumed he was 18. Maybe he told them that he was 18. I don't know. But just because, again, just because the cops allowed them to be there is not an excuse for him to then do other things. It's just like the arguments that people make about January 6th. <clears throat> January 6th, well, there were some police officers that opened the gates and let them in. So, if a police officer gave me, uh, uh, some, let's say a police officer pulled somebody over for drugs and got a whole bunch of drugs out their, uh, out their truck, but only took the drugs that were just enough to get to that next level of crime and kept the rest for himself. But the cop doesn't want to be selling drugs. So the cop comes to me and goes, hey, you want to sell these drugs for me? You know, we'll split the profits, but you sell them. Can I then go to the court if I'm arrested? Can I then go and say, well, this officer told me that it was okay to do. No, just because a police officer tells you or does, doesn't stop you from doing something, it doesn't mean that, the police, that that makes the action automatically legal. Police can selectively enforce the law. You see police selectively enforcing the law when they only stop some speeders and not others. <laughs> so just because a police officer doesn't stop you at that point from doing an action, it doesn't make that action legal. If I'm carrying that I'm protected, but you're likely an adult too, right, Robert? I mean, is this bringing a boy, I'm assuming? Um, you're, you're an adult. If you were in Wisconsin as an adult, you could legally carry a weapon that that fire that so that goes out the window that charge would no longer exist because you were not a 17 year old child carrying a assault rifle you're an adult carrying an assault rifle now whether or not you then could then shoot the people again that that falls under whether or not you were there harassing people or whether or not you were were you legitimately declaring self defense or did were, was the was rittenhouse provoking that's one thing. That's one thing we don't see on video is Rittenhouse, whether or not is Rittenhouse provoking people or not. Because if you provoke anybody, it could be argued that his, civil pres- his simple presence there could very well have been provoking because he's sitting there with his hand on his rival. He didn't even he was br- he, he was brandishing the weapon. Let's just let's see let's see the Wisconsin. I would argue that he was Wisconsin law brandishing I'm not seeing brandishing at this point I'm seeing something else who cares if he was on the ground who cares if Rittenhouse is on the ground he got knocked to the ground because he just shot somebody they were trying to prevent him they, potentially. I'm not going to be in their heads. But I, if, if, if I was one of those two people, what would be in my head was we need to stop this individual who has this gun or else he's going to shoot more people. That's what they were thinking. They probably have a more legitimate claim to self-defense than anybody else. Let's just fire officer EMS. 
whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's discharging. That's discharging. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm not seeing anything about brandishing a weapon. But, I mean, it's not like – but there's video of Rittenhouse. He doesn't have the, the – where he does, where he has the gun in his hand. He's holding the gun. Like, one hand is at least on the – it's not strapped to his back with, like, the rifle on his back. He has a hand on his weapon. If your hand's on your weapon, that shows – that, to me, that, that's potentially hostile in and of itself. He may have had his head. He had a strap all around his body. How are they? If it's wrapped around his body, how are they going to take it off of his body? How are they going to take it off of his person? Come on. I mean, you've already said several incorrect things in this conversation. You said there was no law enforcement. There was. Um, You said that the skateboard thing happened before his first shooting. That was wrong. I mean, so I would just argue this. Maybe you should. Educate yourself a little bit more about what went on in this case before commenting on it, because clearly you have some of the facts wrong. And I would definitely encourage you to watch my video on Rittenhouse and in response to Donut Operator. Go watch the video where I discuss, where I deal with it as a point-by-point basis and look at how I cite the Wisconsin state law and look at how all of the opportunities that he had to declare self-defense correctly, and he failed. Why? Because he was violating the law. You can't commit an act of self-defense while violating the law. Law enforcement passing out water. Law enforcement is also basically there to make sure that nothing else was going on. And because these group of armed thugs were there, they were a match to the powder keg. There's no reason for them to be there, but yet there they were. These people are the people who are more likely to say, trust law enforcement, back the blue. Blue lives matter is what they would probably say. Well, ex- except for the cops on January 6th, where you know, they don't care what happened to them. But let them do their job. There's no reason for them to be there, armed. There's no reason for them to be there armed. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't believe you. You've said that before, that you tried looking at my video. It was flagged. I've watched my video several times. It's there. It's, it's there and it exists. And people are still commenting on it. So you must have looked at the wrong video because it's there and it's up. And I haven't gotten any notifications about that video being flagged for whatever reason but i mean look if you have twitter or whatever take a screenshot of the flag that you see and share it at liberal dan radio on twitter tag me at liberal dan radio on twitter with a screenshot of the flag that you're seeing because i'm not seeing the same flag and people are still commenting on that video so i'm just gonna say that um well the last thing i did want to talk about before we end the show uh just it's just something that's interesting that the Zodiac Killer was identified and linked to a sixth murder, according to a cold, cold case task force. Uh, Zodiac Killer, who terrorized Northern California in the late 1960s and taunted authorities with cryptic notes, investigators with case breakers, uh, told the group, led by former FBI agents and retired law enforcement, uh, that the infamous killer is Gary Francis Post, or Posse, or whatever, 
who died in 2018. Um, they tied the infamous serial killer to a sixth murder in Southern California. Uh, Zodiac killer had already been linked to five murders in 68 and 69. Uh, during a spree, the madman sent a series of letters to local newspapers in which he coined the nickname and threatened more slangs if they weren't printed. Some letters included ciphers with some puzzles still unsolved decades later. One cipher received by the San Francisco Chronicle in 69 was finally cracked in December, revealing a message saying that he wasn't scared of being executed if ever caught. But years of digging led to new forensic evidence, including photos from Posty's darkroom that shows scars on his forehead, matched the sketch of the Zodiac. Uh, deciphering letters sent by the Zodiac also revealed Posty as the killer who had claimed to have slaughtered as many as 37 people. In one note, the letters of Posty's name were removed to reveal an alternate message a case breakers investigator told the case. So you've got to know Gary's full name in order to decipher these anagrams. Former Army counterintelligence Jen Buckholt said, I don't think there's any other way that anybody would have figured it out. The team also believes Posse killed Sherry Joe Bates on Halloween in 66, some 400 miles away in, from San Francisco, and two years before the first slaying was linked to the Zodiac Killer. So just interesting, I guess, things continue to work itself out, and they've found, I guess, uh, Donald Trump can no longer claim that Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer anymore. So there we go. He may have killed more than two. Yeah, he may have. Who knows? Anyway, so I've got some other stuff to do tonight. So I'm going to make this the uh, end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan here on YouTube, Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube. Check me out, liberaldan.com, to find all the other places where I'm online and follow or subscribe to the ever, whatever is appropriate to that social media platform. Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Liberal Dan Radio on TikTok as well. Remember, support the Patreon, patreon.com slash Liberal Dan as well, if you like the podcast, if you want to keep me up and running, if you want me to be able to uh, put out good content. Become a Liberal Dan Radio Patreon. I'll give you shout outs as well. Shout out to your to, to boy Chris to the first Liberal Dan Radio Patreon uh, seminar, and to uh, Cesar, my good buddy out in California. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Off to the left. That's right. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.